absolutely amazing. I'm just tongue tied, just talking about it. Yes, yes, I'm a favorite now. Welcome to the Extraordinary Being Movement, where we inspire you to take action, influence you to create change, and motivate you for success. Hi, I'm your host and coach, Linda Carmine, and what a show we have for you today. We're going to be talking about how to get consistent clients by no longer being the best kept secret in business. But before I do that, allow me to introduce to you my two favorite co-hosts, Fred Martinez and Christopher Shiver. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us, man. I've got to gotta comment on your hat. Awesome you like hat. My hat. I like your hat. Who'd well, you steal it from? What's that? Who'd you steal it from? I, I steal it from anybody. Listen, this is my own. Are you sure? Uh, Are you I sure? I <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm with Fred right now. I want to know where the hat came from, man. This is new. Where, where's the hat coming from? What's, got, what's, the, what's the inspiration? <laughs> I got the hat from a company called Black Clover, Clover, Black Clover, and uh, I just felt inspired, you know? It's about being lucky, and I wanted to be lucky in my life going, you know, in this new year and make things happen. All right, all right, okay, good. So we're gonna see the hat from the for the rest of the year. Is that correct? Well, I, I got multiple ones. So I'm gonna <laughs> okay, all right. All right. I gotta make the matches my outfits. I like Excellent. Me. Excellent. Well, at least I'm glad you have more than one outfit. <laughs> I have multiple black shirts. I just switch around. So listen, you guys. I'm tired of you guys messing around with me. I want to get into speaking with our guests today because. This is going to be an awesome opportunity. Uh, our guest is a very unique individual. He has been helping coaches hit the $10,000 a month mark within 100 days without cold messaging or even spending a dime on ads. I personally know many coaches out there are still trying to figure this out. But guess what? You no longer need to figure it out because we got you covered here on the Extraordinary Being Movement with our special guest, Ami Yali. Ami, welcome to the show. Dude, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, super excited to be here with you guys, having a chat, see, see what happens. Sure. Well, I, I'm grateful that you're here with us. Now, my understanding is that you're over in London. How's things going over there? Dude, things are intense, as always. I mean, you can never ask how's London, and people say, ah, it's normal, you know, difficult. It's never normal. It's always intense. Um, so, yeah, just whatever, however it is over there, just times it by 10, that's how it is over here. Yes, yes, I can definitely understand that. It's freaking London. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris, you have family in London, don't you? Yeah, I got my, my sister's down there, but it's, it's exactly as he says. It's London is probably, it's, it's, it's more like, it's, it's more like 18 different cities stuck into one, and they're like literally wall to wall. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You can, you can, you know, you guys go between cities to, to see different cultures or even different countries to see different cultures. You just go from neighborhood to neighborhood or sometimes from street to street and you will see like completely different cultures, completely different people um, and a different atmosphere. So, so yeah, close away. I'm with you on that. Now, now that's, that's a good thing to bring up here because you're working with coaches all over the world. How, how is that? How does that work out? With so many different various uh, mindsets and cultures and perspectives on business, 
how do you work with coaches in order to, you know, get get some consistency to help them grow their business? Right. Uh, yeah, I think mindset has nothing to do with consistency. Mm. That's a weird thing to say because most people think, hey, you've got to have the right mindset to be, become successful or to be consistent or whatever they say. Yeah. Um, I think it's just all about systems. If mm. somebody's making a million dollars a year and you're only making a thousand, it's not that he's better than you or he's got a better mindset or he, he's more talented or something like that. He may have more skills because he's been in the game longer. But mainly the difference between you and him would be the systems this, this guy is using that you're not. Right? So it's, it's, it's all about having systems and structures um, in your personal life, in your business life that allows you to be consistent with everything that, um, that you're doing. Whether it's to lose weight, whether it's to get clients, whether it's to have a great relationship, whatever it is, you can always put the structures around it and, and get some really close to good results. Oh, God, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like, that was no, a slap I... in the face, Len. That was a slap in the face right there. I freaking <laughs> love that. <laughs> yeah, consistency and having systems is really the core thing to you know having a successful business. Now, I mean, how did you start on this journey? You know, um, coaching it into business. Yeah, that's, I, I get that question all the time. And usually the typical answer people give is, hey, I just started coaching coaches. That's not me. I, I didn't start coaching coaches at the beginning. I actually hated business coaches. So the fact that I'm, you know, quote unquote, a business coach right now is kind of weird. But the way I got started is that I used to coach people who had a 95 job. They were in corporations, different places, and they always felt like they're not getting paid enough or they, they got looked over or passed over for a promotion or people are not taking them seriously. And they're just looking to, to change that in, in the professional life. So I was working with those kind of people and, and everything was going great. Everything was fantastic. And one day I got a phone call from one of my great friends. Um, and he invited me and a bunch of other people to his house. And he said that he's going to become a father in nine months, which was fantastic news. Um, so yeah, we, we all say congratulations, blah, blah, all the typical things I say when somebody becomes a father, which is the, of how, um, how much of a nightmare his life is going to be in nine months. Um, so it gave him some motivation right there. Um, and then I noticed in, in middle of the party, he just wasn't as happy as somebody should be when they find out they just became a father. Um, so I kept nagging him saying, like, what's going on? Tell me. He wouldn't, he wouldn't budge. He wouldn't tell me anything. I was like, just enjoy your party, blah, blah. At the end of the night, I asked them very calmly, can I crash over instead of going home? It's kind of far away. Um, and they're nice, of course. They said yes. So I took him out for a walk and said, hey, where this is nice, let's just go out. And that's rare in London, by the way. If the weather is nice in London, I would say, like, weather is nice, let's go out. Like, everybody goes, because that's rare. Like, we get that, like, twice a year. And so, thankfully, the weather was nice. We went out for a walk, and I said, hey, you're not, you're not going back home until you tell me what's going on, because I know there's something wrong with you. And he said that around three or four days before he found out he was going to become a father, he lost his job. So he's pretty much panicking. Now, me being the coach that I am, I tried to stay positive, saying, oh, that's okay, you're going to find another job. And I noticed that he does have a business, um, coaching business going on for him as well. And I was like, dude, you have your coaching business as well. Why don't you go full time on that one? And that's when he kind of dropped the hammer on me and saying, what kind of coaching business? I'm coaching two people for free. I can't get leads. I can't get clients. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, it's just, that's not something that I can do right now, especially when the baby's coming up. I can't risk that. Um, and at that time, I was like, 
feel you. Like I didn't say this out loud, but in my head, I felt dude, you're pretty much screwed. You lost your job. It's hard to find a job. Your wife doesn't know about it. You don't want to stress her. The coaching is not like I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to be positive in that place. So we kind of stayed quiet. I'm sure it was only a few seconds, but to me, it felt like for the 10 or 20 minutes, we were quiet. I'm sure it was only a few seconds. Um, and then I said, hey, my coaching business is doing okay. I'm getting leads. I'm getting, you know, referrals. Clients are coming in. Money is okay. Um, I'm not a busy coach. Like, I can't really help you, but what if you just take a look at my stuff, copy it for yourself, and see what kind of results you get? Um, so he started doing that. Um, by the way, just a side note, the dude has huge, huge ego. So it was really hard for him to say, you know what, I'm going to learn from you, especially when he's, you know, he's, he's best buddy, something like that, right? Um, so he said, he was like, yeah, I guess I don't have anything to lose. He didn't say yes, he was like, I, I guess I don't have anything to lose. I was like, cool. So we, we got to work. Um, after around eight months or something like that, I think it was like two or three weeks before the baby was born, he actually had 100K saved, cash collected, not projected, but collected in his bank account, and it was purely because of the coaching business that he grew. Now, I don't want to take all of the credit. The, the reality is that he was becoming a father. He had that father super motivation, super power thing. He worked his backside off. So I don't want to take any credit for this. He, he worked really, really hard, and he absolutely deserved uh, what he got. Um, but yeah, that's where the um, 10K a month mark in 100 days is coming, uh, is coming together. It's just the... Uh, Hey, you can get to that 100k a year. Well, if you make it 10k a month, that's 120k. But you know, let's just say 100k a year, um, in 100 days. That's not that's not too hard to do if you have the right system in place. Um, so so that's how I got into coaching. Um, actually, the way I got into coaching was kind of me being forced to work with coaches because he had a lot of friends that that were also coaches. Mm. So when they saw him, you know, having such amazing rapid success and growth in his business. I was like, dude, what did you do? Like, who did you work with? Like, wh wh what's going on? And he kept pointing the fingers at me, saying like, go talk to him, it's his fault. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they, you know, I sometimes call him asshole for this, but, you know, um, I do have to say thank you for, to him for doing this. But every single time, instead of just saying, go talk to him, he would privately connect me with them. So I couldn't say no without looking like a, like a douche over here. So I was like, yes, I can work with you, no problem. And it was all for free. Like at the beginning, it started for free. Then I was like, dude, I don't have time. So they would say, hey, let me take you out for coffee or dinner or, or cookies or whatever. So I ate a lot of cookies and dinners and coffees in exchange for like one or two hours with these guys. Um, and eventually the number of people that were getting referred to me, whether by him or other people that I helped that, that had some sort of success, got to a point that were more than my paying clients. Um, and at, at the time, I had a mentor. He, he, he's amazing. Um, I said, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm having these people that they pay me. I'm responsible for them. So I don't want to leave them. At the same time, I don't want to say no to these guys because I don't want to look like an asshole. What should he do? He said, take a break for seven days. Don't work with clients. Don't work with those people. Decide who you want to work with and only work with those people. That's it. I was like, okay, that's scary, but I'm going to shut down everything for seven days. That's what I did. At the end of the seven days, it all came down to who do I really want to work with? Who do I enjoy being around? The reality is that, hey, I love working with these people in nine-to-five jobs and corporations, but the impact that I had on their life, it's just that, hey, they did work with me, got a promotion, made a couple of extra thousand, whatever, life is good. But with these people that I was working with, not only their life was changing, but also they were impacting other people in their life. 
So the impact that I was making in their life was like huge compared to who I was working uh, with before. And the, the other aspect was that with these guys, the nine to five job guys, I had to work on the mindset a lot. I'm not a mindset coach. I suck at it. So it was really, really painful for that part, trying to motivate them to actually, you know, move themselves and kind of make a change in their life. Over here with these coaches, amazing people. They're already motivated. They already have the mindset. They already have everything they need. All they need is, is the right systems, tools, and strategies for them to get clients. That's all they needed. Everything else was taken care of. So I kind of took the easy route that, that kind of made me feel better and said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start working with coaches. And that's how I kind of got into business of helping coaches get the 10K month mark in hundreds. Amit, uh, when I'm hearing this story, it sounds like the, the coaches were looking at the perceived value of you were a lot higher than it was for the people in the nine to five because of that, that mindset they already had and how they viewed you as the, the, the guru as by an example by someone else saying this guy achieved the success by following these structures and patterns. So that's where I want to know a little bit more about this perceived value of how people can get that. How do they increase their perceived value? That is that is so true. It's it's all about perceived value. Now, what I'm what I'm going to say in here is that just be careful with perceived value, because if you always focused on perceived value, then you don't really have real value to offer, right? So you gotta have a balance of okay, let me focus on real value, something that I can actually provide, some sort of result, something that is actually valuable, something that is worth what I'm charging for. And then figure out a way to present it in a way that shows what the value actually is. Because you can understand the power of your coaching, the, the, the changes you can create in other people's lives. Once you have that, all you gotta do is figure out how to show it to other people so they understand it as well as you do. That's all you gotta do, which is all in the presentation, communication, and the way you frame your offer. And um, that's one part of it. The other part is how they come to you. Right now in the coaching industry, unfortunately, there is a lot of what I call hunting which is coaches, cold messaging, or going to Facebook groups, posting in Facebook groups, adding people on from Facebook groups, you know, trying to coach from other people's homes. That's them hunting. That's them trying to chase the leads, chase the clients. And let's be honest, if you're really great at what you do, if you're number one or number two, or even the 10th person, the 10th best person at what you do in the world, you wouldn't be chasing other people. You wouldn't be going cold messaging other people, trying to get them as a client. They would be coming to you. So if you want to raise your perceived value, number one, make sure you have something of value to give. But number two, everything you do, try to design stuff that forces people to come to you rather than you have to go to them, right? It's all about building attention and having, uh, having people come to you. So they are the people with the problem. You're the one with the solution. Um, and that way, the, the perceived value is all good. You have authority in their eyes. Um, I always tell my clients, you got to be the authority in your prospect's eyes. You don't have to be an A-list celebrity and authority to the entire world. You just have to be the authority in their eyes. So what, what what's the experience you can design? What's the what's the system? The funnel, by the way, I don't like using the word funnel because as soon as I say funnel, people think website and click yeah. funnel and those kind of stuff. When I say funnel, I'm talking about experiences and, and the step-by-step journey they have between the first time they see you and the time they become a client 
and get there some sort of results and all of those things. And I'm worried, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so, so all you got to think about is, hey, I have this, this value to give and I know what the value is. Now, how can I present it to, to other people in a way that they would come to me and they see the real value in here and they would see me as authority in this topic? That's all we're going to do. Just get them to see you as authority. You'll be all good to go. Awesome. I love that because it, it seems like if a person is showing off like an individual is, say they're, they're a health coach. And if that health coach is living a healthy lifestyle, then people are going to automatically, people are going to see the value of what you're bringing. But if the person is overweight and saying, I'm a health coach, it's out the door. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have this thing. Uh, we call it the authority box. And it's got four different quadrants to it. I would show it to you, but it's, it's too, it, it takes too long to show it to you. So I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say one of the parts in there is exactly what you just said. You gotta, you gotta walk the talk. Meaning, if you're a fitness coach who's trying to help other people lose fat, you can't be overweight yourself. Or if you're trying to help people uh, gain muscle, you can't be skinny yourself, right? Um, if you are a business coach, I'm pointing at myself, and you're trying to help other people, uh, other coaches, the clients, you can't not have clients yourself. You can't struggle with getting clients yourself. I've seen so many other, let's just call them competitors, who, who <laughs> are not making 10K a month now, who are not even making a thousand a month, and their, their promise is, I'm going to help you get to that 10K a month mark. I'm like, great. If you can really do that, why don't you do it for yourself first? Make yourself your first. Like most people say, I don't have testimonial. You do. It's yourself. Do it for yourself first. You are your own first testimonial. The second testimony could be a client, but you are your own first testimonial. You get there, then help other people get there. I can easily tell other people, hey, I'm going to help you get to the million dollar mark because the systems will get them there. But the reality is that I'm not there myself. So I'm never going to say, hey, um, Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to help you get to the million dollar mark because I'm not there yet myself. Once yeah. I get there, I'll give you the promise. No problem. But until then, it's going to be 10K a month because I'm way past that. So um, it's it's always hey whatever it is I'm promising um, have you done it yourself have you got experience of doing it and sometimes you don't that's fine um, I've seen a lot of amazing coaches who haven't done what they're promising but they're ridiculously good at um, what they did for example there was this um, swimming instructor in Australia for the for the Olympic team um, and back then um, I completely forgot his name back then these guys were the fastest swimmers in in the world. Nobody dared to go against these guys. Their coach didn't know how to swim because one day he fell into a swimming pool and he was drowning and his students had to actually pull him out otherwise he would have drowned. Wow. He never swam in his entire life yet he was one of the best coaches in the world to teach them how to swim. So this is the other side of the argument where hey maybe I didn't do it for myself but I'm ridiculously good at um, showing other people how to do it. If that's you that's fine. That's like one in a million but if that's you no problem. Just make sure that the systems that you're giving to other people is actually getting the results. The fastest way to do that is for free. If your systems are ridiculously good, do it for free. Do it for free for five people, ten people. See how many of them get results. And if they truly get the results you promised them, and if you can really help them get there, even though if you're not there, that's fine. If you can help other people get there, then you can start charging for your for your for your prices. I know a lot of coaches who are charging five thousand, ten thousand for the services. And they haven't had a single client before. I'm like, really? Are, are you sure if they pay you 5000 they're going to get their, their value back? Sure. So, 
Um, I, I love what you're saying too, because because it has a lot to do with the sense of integrity. Because if you're going to create a system that's going to work for you and, and actually provide the results for you and your and, and for your clients, it needs to have a system where there's actually integrity. It needs to be integrous. It needs to work, and and with itself. And it's it's like you said. There's a lot of coaches out there that do not understand that that their business needs to have integrity. If there's no integrity, like what's the freaking point? Yeah, totally. Um... I know a lot of coaches who I work with personally, not as students, but as mentors. Um, well, when I say a lot, it's, it's three people. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, I know at least three people that I was a student of that I paid a lot of money to, um, but didn't get anything in return. I'll just give you the worst case scenario that happened to me. I paid 10,000 pounds for a business coach here in London. So that's a lot in dollars. Like ten thousand pounds is, I think, it's like eleven or twelve thousand dollars, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I paid that upfront to a coach, thinking this is going to completely change my life. They were amazing at marketing, but when it came to the delivery side of the business, they absolutely sucked. And then later on, I found out everything that he was trying to teach us was so basic that the free version of it was on YouTube at a better presentation. Meaning, I could have learned this stuff much faster and much better if I went to YouTube than paying this guy 10,000. Um, and I was like, hey, maybe maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just being a crappy student. Let me just talk to other students and see like what's going on. And every single one of those people said the exact same thing. I was like, wow, this, this good. And by the way, to this day, he's still charging the same amount for the same program and he's, he's very successful because of his marketing. That's great. Um, and and I, actually, a lot, a lot of my students actually coming from his side as well. Uh, and when we were talking to each other, they're, they're kind of scared of investing into themselves again because they just got burned in a massive way. 10,000 pounds is a lot of money. And if you put that in into a coach and you get zero thing from, from them, no money back guarantees, no, no support, nothing, um, you, to be honest, anybody would be skeptical to invest into a coach ever again. Exactly. So I guess, uh, there, there are coaches that give us a bad name by, Focusing too much on marketing and not enough on the delivery side of the business. Um, and the, the reality is that these guys don't last too long. If you're here to make a quick buck and, and kind of scam people, fair, fair enough. Like there's nothing I can do to stop you from doing that. Go ahead, do it. I'm, I'm definitely not going to help you do it. But if you want to do it, there's nothing I can do to stop you. Um, but if you're really here to, to build a business that actually changes people's life, while it provides for you, your family, and gives you the lifestyle that you want, um, then you gotta you gotta be very careful of what results you give to other people, what promises you make, and and how much focus you put on the client support and and the, the delivery systems, not just that track part. And the, the the game that we are on when it comes to online marketers, coaches, people that do things online, it's a game of reputation. It's what other people say about you, um, and if most people that work with you are angry and don't say good things about you, then um, you're yeah. not going to go far. It's just a reality. I love that. Thank you. Because here at External Being Movement, like all three of us, we've all been burned. We've all been through that. And it, it, it's, it's very common for a lot of people who go into self-development or, or just try to go into anything just to improve their own lives, right? And mm-hmm. I love I love that the fact that you're willing to say that out loud, that you're ready to put out there, because a lot of coaches are terrified of admitting that truth. Nice. No, it's, it's the truth, yeah. It, it happens a lot in our industry. Like, all four of us here mm-hmm. have been burnt. Every oh. single one of the clients has been burnt before. 
Um, actually, except one of them. One of them, I was his first ever coach, which I'm honored to be. Um, and it was super cool. And I'm like, dude, you, you're getting a good experience. Uh, you're not going to have as much baggage <laughs> when it comes to coaching uh, as other people. But yeah, when it, like one of, one of the biggest parts when it comes to selling to, to your clients is just having a way to get around them trusting you again. Even though they never worked with you, they just got to trust you again. Meaning the trust was broken with the coach mm-hmm. and you're a coach. So that means the trust is broken with you as well. Even though they never worked with you again. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work your ass off to, to kind of build the trust back up. Um, and you, that doesn't mean you gotta do it manually and you gotta be there with every single person. You just have, you just gotta have the right nurture systems to build trust with people so that even though they've been bent really badly before, they will say, you know what? This time might be different. This guy I can trust. So yeah, that's what we're gonna do. The way I look about coaching, it's all about a coach will go ahead and take you from one to from one area to another area. And that coach is only going to be good for this particular uh, situation, scenario, or timeline, whatever it might be. I have friends who are Olympians. I have friends who are Olympic caliber coaches, coached in the Olympics. So the thing that I've looked at it as that same coach, that coach at the Olympics, he is not going to be the same coach as that coach in little league because that coach is only there for uh, for working with kids and things like that it's a different mindset it's a different tactics it's a different approach to doing different things so i would look at coaching as you always gain something out of it whether or not that you maybe had an high expectation i kind of look at it as what did i gain what knowledge because everything is all about it's this journey is you're going to just acquire this this knowledge and expertise, and then you have really have to do your work yourself and getting off of the the stands, as people would say, and get into the court and actually start doing it. And that's when you that's when you have your real growth is when you start uh, being a doer rather than being a thinker. Dude, you have no idea how right you are. Um, for example, let's take the ten thousand investment from my side that I got nothing out of it. Maybe in terms of me working with the coach, I got nothing out of it. Maybe in terms of his program, I got nothing out of it. But out of the experience that I had with him, it was so bad that I decided when I become a coach, meaning when I'm coaching other people in a big time, uh, in, in a big way, I'm not going to be like him. No matter how many clients I have, whether it's one or a million, doesn't matter. I'm not going to be like him. So he kind of became the fire um, under me to, to make sure that the delivery side of my business is always world class, and, and to be honest, um, I've never been accused of being humble, but I gotta say that our delivery side is ridiculously good. It is world class, and I, I give him all the credit because if I didn't have that level of bad experience with him, I would never put this much focus in the in the client side. I would probably end up being just like any other coach who's always focused on how to get leads, how to you know, telling to paying clients how to charge even more for, for the program and not focus on the delivery side. I'm literally the opposite. I'll put like 80% of my focus on the delivery side, working with the clients, making sure they get results. Um, and 20, 20% on, hey, let's, let's make sure that the clients are coming in consistently. And what I found is that when you give other people amazing results, when you can actually help somebody go from A to B, you actually end up getting way more clients than if you deliver crappy results but have fantastic marketing. Um, so it's just you giving results in advance. 
you're trying to help other people the best way you possibly can, even with your free stuff. I've had people come to me and say, hey, your free stuff, the things that you have inside your Facebook group, the things you have inside your like cheat sheets and videos, I've paid to learn these things from other people. And sometimes they're kind of held back and try to upsell me into the next program to teach me the thing, the next thing. And you're giving all of your way in, inside like one video, two videos in, or in, inside your um, series. And sometimes I do like a like series of three or four videos. They, all of them would be like 20 minutes long. Um, and instead of me doing a full webinar where it would be salesy, it would be me teaching, 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 teaching. And yeah. any time I've done those series of videos where people would learn and then they would see the next video, they would learn even more, they would see the next video, they would learn even more. I'm holding nothing back. I always end up getting more leads and clients out of that than if I was, you know, doing a webinar where at the end of it I try to turn you into ten clients. So, um, yeah, it's it's just all about giving rather than taking. Yeah, it's about build. You're building right there. You're building your clients. You're building the trust, and that, I see that where people want to just be like, "What is it for me?" Whereas you're going ahead and just giving it, saying, "Here." I'm giving you the, the greatest gift, whether or not you want to unwrap it and whether or not you want to take more of it and, and savor in. And that, that particular, like say it might be food. If you if you want to use an analogy of food, you taste the first bite and you're like, I want more. <laughs> Dude, totally. Um, one, one of the greatest, greatest things that I think I've done in terms of, my coaching business when it comes to marketing is that I've literally given them what they ask for. When people say, hey, like I'm struggling with getting leads, I give them like three, four different organic ways of they, them getting leads. And they implement it, I follow up with them to make sure that they actually implement, uh, and they get the leads. And then after that, they're like, okay, I thought if I got the leads, I would get the clients, but they're, they're not becoming a client. I'm like, yeah, getting leads is just one step of the way, then you have to convert. Then after that, you got to deliver the results. Then after that, you got to figure out a way to scale up without you breaking down. Because have you turned one client into 10 clients without something breaking down or you becoming a slave to the business? How do you do all of this? So there are different stages to your business. And I always give you the first stage. You want leads? Yes, I do. Um, and usually it's at that point that you say, you know what, let, let me just jump in and learn all of the stages together rather than, rather than me trying to pull everything out separately. Um, and I will give it to you. Like if you ask me like how, do I do attract and then come back and ask how you do convert and all of those things. If I have the time, I'll do it. Most likely I don't. I'm probably working with the clients already because I'm 100% I'm going to put more attention on my paying clients than somebody who's coming to me for free. That's not because I'm an asshole. That's because, <laughs> hey, this guy paid me money. I'm responsible for him. I want to make sure that my clients are getting the best results. But if I do have free time, more than happy to show you how to get more leads or how to convert more. Um, but dude, you would you would get way better results if you were clients rather than if you try to, you know, take away as a, as a like free nuggets from it. Well, well, let's let, get right into it. Why don't you share us, with us some ways that we can attract some leads for our business? Give us a little sample of what we can learn from the master here. Dude, for sure. No worries. I'll, I'll show you a couple of things right now on my screen. Give me a couple of seconds. There you go. Um, there you go. So this is my iPad screen. Um, I'll, I'll show you a couple of things actually um, that would help you a lot. Number one, I want to give you <laughs> funny thing. You guys talked about mindset. I was like, it's all about systems. You don't need mindset. And it's funny that I'm about to give you a mindset type of. Right <laughs> um, so yeah, let's 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 talk mindset. Even though I said it's all about systems. 
The first thing that you gotta realize is that you're probably not doing great in your coaching business because of the pressure that you're putting mm. on yourself. It's, it's the pressure of your expectation that is pretty much killing the seed, the seed that can grow into a business that's giving you 10,000 a month. So number one, we gotta take away the pressure. How do you take away the pressure? Well, it's for your goal. Usually people, when they get started, the first goal is 10,000 a month. That's like the first goal that they have, or thousand. I've had both of them, thousand and ten thousand. They don't want to get to a thousand a month, or they want to get to ten thousand a month. No matter what the goal is, when you put a big number on it, um, it feels scary. It feels like, man, there's such a long way to go there. And if you kind of wake up every single day and you check if I'm there yet or not, um, you're probably not going to have a nice experience. You know, going after your dreams, going after your goals, and you're probably going to end up giving up very, very soon, rather than keeping consistent until you make it happen. So I always tell my clients, it's the power of one. Mm. At any given moment, I only want to get one client. Whether you are making zero dollars a month or you're making a million a month, the goal is to always get one client. Now, you tell me, is it easier to get one client? Or is it easier to get 10,000 a month as a goal? Which one is easy? Well, of course, getting the one client. Totally. I agree. Yeah. So, so instead of, so think about it this way. Let me, let me, can, can I go through this thing? Yes. Um, imagine there's a triangle right here. Mm -hmm. Now, the first part is if you get one client and imagine, hey, how long does it take me to get one client? Right? If I told you to go away and for the rest of your life, all you have to do is to get one client. Can you do it? You would probably say, absolutely, I can do it. No problem. Right? So it takes you the entire life, life, uh, lifetime to get one client. But once you get that, I bet you can probably do that in a shorter time. Right? Mm -hmm. So first thing is, what if you can get one client, and let's change that, a month? Right? The first goal is, hey, let's just try to get one client a month. And if that's too scary for you, if that's like you just starting out and you don't see any way for you that you can work 30 freaking days and just get one client out of it, if that's like, hey, that's like a high goal, I can't achieve that, make that one client every six months, one client every quarter. doesn't matter. Whatever timeline you feel comfortable with, put that on right at the bottom, right? So that's first thing. Second one is, instead of trying to go from one client to like four clients a month, we go from one client a month to one client, um, let's change the colors, um, one client a week, mm. right? What if you can just try to get one client a week? Would that be possible? What do you need to change? What do you need to implement? What do you need to remove? And what do you need to add in order for you to speed up the process to go from one client a month to one client a week? Once you get there, how do you go from one client a week to one client a day? How do you get one client today? Is that even possible? What do you need to change? Is, is there a mindset? Is it belief that you got to change? Or is it a system that you got to change? Is it something that you got to remove? Or is it something that you got to add on? Is it something that you got to automate? Or is it something you got to change? What is it? One client today, right? And then after that, the challenge is, hey, let's just push ourselves and see if you can one client every hour that you work. Now, I'm not talking about one client every hour in like, that's like 20 client, 24 clients a day. I'm talking about, let's say you only work five hours today, or your entire company is working five hours or 10 hours today. Can you try to get five or 10 clients a day? One client every hour. 
What kind of numbers do you need to have? How many conversations do you need to have? How many phone calls? How many chats? How many leads do you need to get? One needs to look at the numbers. How can you get one client an hour? Now, if I told you, hey, go ahead and get one client an hour right now, you will freak out. That's why we don't say that. We don't say 10,000 a month right away. We just say one client in the longest time you possibly could. Most of my clients, um, they come in and I'm like, how long does it typically take you to get one client? And they say, hey, sometimes it takes me six months, eight months because I just don't have a system. So I'm kind of hoping for it to happen, right? Some of them would say, hey, I might, I might work like 50 days or 60 days, sometimes that months to get a client. And all we do is, great, what kind of systems can we implement in to get one client every single week, then every single day, every single hour. The goal is, if you guys imagine there's a line right in here, the goal is to get you from one client a month or one client uh, in, in whatever time frame that you have for yourself to at least one client a day. That's, that's my goal. But then we have this challenge over here for one client per hour. You don't have to get there to make the money that you want, the, the impact that you want, and the freedom that you want. If you're one of those ambitious people that want to make it happen, fine, we can show you how. But let's just get above this line of getting one client every two. Let's just try to get one client every day. If not one client every two days. But no matter what stage you're at, no matter whether you're a beginner or an expert, it's all about getting one client at a time. You don't wake up trying to hit 10,000 a month. You wake up trying to get one client, having one conversation and turning that into 10 clients. It's simple as that. So, so number one is, is the mindset of just one. I only need to get one client, no matter where you're at. Once you have the mindset, then let's, let's kind of take a look at a couple of things that you need. Now, when you mention leads, let's go over here. Um, there are really three things that you gotta, you gotta have to get clients. Most people say, Hey, how can I get more leads? I'm like, you really want more leads? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so you tell me you want people to be interested in, in what you have, but never buy from you. They're like, no, I want them to buy from me. I'm like, okay, so you don't want leads, you want clients. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so you want clients, but you think you need to have leads to get them, which is right, by the way. It's, I'm not saying it's wrong. Um, let, let's go and talk about it. You really need three things. You don't just need leads to get clients. You need three things to get clients. Number one is um, attention. Let's do Attention. You've got to have an eyeball. On, on what you do. The, the reality is that if you post a video or do an offer or do whatever it is that you do to, to get clients um, and nobody sees it, you're never going to get a client. So first thing is you need attention. The second thing is, um, the second thing that you need is leads. You're right. Leads is second step because once you have the attention, now you're going to turn the attention into leads. And once you have the leads, that's not the end game. Because they still haven't paid you, they're just kind of interested. They saw what you have to offer, just kind of interested in what you have to say. Now you have to convert them and pay and get them into clients. Right? You gotta you gotta turn leads into paying clients, whatever way that you have, right? So so instead of you focusing on getting leads, which would be impossible out of thin air, why don't you focus on getting attention? Right? If you just focus on getting attention and you have the worst systems in the world to get leads and convert, you would probably at least get one client in a couple of months, right? Mm -hmm. Worst systems in the world, 
you get attention, you're going to make something happen, right? So let's focus on attention. To get the attention, there are really um, three main ways you can do it. First one is organically, which is cool. That's how you want to get started at the beginning if you don't have money. Second one is ads. And third one is partnerships. Now, partnerships, they're great. They're not my jam because I'm just not that great at you know, collaborating with other people. It, it's just not my personality. But if you're the type of guy or gal that is really connected with other people and loves to do collaborations, partnerships could be hugely good for you. It would be, for, by the way, if you're thinking of, hey, what does even partnership mean? It could be somebody else promoting you to their email list. You don't have an email list, but somebody else can promote you if you have a partner. They could bring you to their Facebook group and interview you. You could jump on somebody else's um, podcast. You could jump on somebody else's YouTube show, right? So other people can promote yourself and maybe they get some sort of kickback from the, from the promotion or, or whatever it is. You can figure out what the deal is or you can promote each other, whatever it is. Partnerships, not my jam, but it could be for you. The other two that I love are paid ads and organic. Obviously, you want to get started from organic, and the way I say it is that from zero to five k a month, you want to go organic. From five k to ten k, you have two choices. You can either continue to go organic, which would be I would call it the slow way, um, or you can just add ads to the organic systems to kind of boost it up, to kind of speed it up. Ads never replace organic. You need one thing you don't want to do is replace organic with ads. Because if the ads go, goes away or Facebook does something crappy, like shutting your account down, you are pretty much screwed. You don't want to do that. You want to just add ads as a, as a layer on your marketing that would boost things forward. Now, in terms of organic or ads, um, well, for ads, one of the best ways is just do a lead gen ad if you're at, at a stage where you can afford um, $100, to $300 a month. For me, it would be pounds, for you guys, it would be dollars. If you can afford that, that's perfect. That's all you need to get started with this. And the goal is to get around 100 to 200 leads um, for around 200 to $300 cost. Um, and for you to get at least one client now out of this and one client in the future. We always, out of everybody that comes to you, there, there's going to be three different um, levels to that. First level is people that will never buy from you. These are the people that, for some reason, they don't like you. For some reason, they just don't, don't feel like what you have to offer is, is of value. They're never going to buy from you. Let's not focus on them. Let's focus on the other half that might potentially buy from you. Now, from the other half, around 85% of them, they are future buyers, meaning they could become a client of yours, you're just not going to become a client right now. Maybe they don't want to solve the problem right now, or it's not an urgent thing right now. They would become a client in the future, potentially. Um, but the other person, and the 15% left, those are the now buyers. These are the people that are looking to, to um, kind of become a client right now. They, they have a problem, and they're looking for a solution to the problem right now. The 85%, they're going to look for a solution to the problem they're going to pay for a solution to the problem within the next three to 12 months. That's fine. It might be you, it might be somebody else. Who knows? But they're going to pay for a solution within the three to 12 months. We want to nurture these people, but put all of our focus right now in this 15% that are ready to pay for a solution to the problem. 
um, and you've got to make sure that you have the right systems in order for them to see you as the right person to pay rather than your competitor, right? So you want to focus on this. Now, let's go back over here. That's that's why we want to run ads at some as soon as we possibly can. Sometimes you know people are living either with their parents or somebody else is like they already bought a house. They don't have to pay mortgage. Everything's paid. They don't have that much expense. They have a lot of cash kind of lying around. If that's your stage and you're just beginning, you're lucky. Start with ads right away. Um, by the way, make sure you have a proven offer before you jump on ads. I don't want you to jump on ads and think ads are magical and they're going to get you some sort of results. Ads just speed things up. If you have a crappy offer, you're going to find out how crappy it is much faster with ads than with organic. Ads are not going to fix your offer. So make sure you have a good offer that is kind of proven and people have paid for you for the offer organically before you jump on ads. But once you have that, the sooner you jump on ads, the faster you're going to get there. And what we want to do is try to get around 100 leads a month for um, two to 300 bucks um, and try to get one client, which is the 15%, just to try to get one client out of these 100 people, and then potentially one more client in the future within this year out of these 100 people. And if you just do that every single month, you're gonna have 1,200 people. Um, at the end of the year, that's 12 clients, at least one client every single month from these ads thing. Um, and just remember, these 85% people that are the future buyers, they keep building up. And then out of nowhere, you may get three, four, five clients, boom, in a single month. That's because you've been building up the pressure all this time. That's the ads that could go on top. But I'm guessing most of the people that are watching these videos or, or going to listen to, to us right now, they probably really want to know the organic side. Mm -hmm. Now, for the organic side, um, you got to become the algorithm's best friend. That's what you want to do. Um, the, the reality is that the algorithm is not out there to get you, is not to, to kind of and not give you the organic reach that you need, they're going to give you the organic reach that you need. You just got to become their best friend. So number one, no links in, in your post when it comes to Facebook. These are like tactical stuff that you're going on. When it comes to Facebook and LinkedIn, don't put links on the post itself. Post it in the comment section. Um, it makes it makes algorithm like you much more. Because he, here's the thing. If you were um, owner of Facebook or you were Mark Zuckerberg or owner of Instagram, would you like it if other people tried to take attention away from your platform? You probably would hate that, right? And you would probably punish that kind of behavior. So when you put links in your Facebook post or your LinkedIn, um, or, or you put links that would take them away from Instagram platform, the, the platform hates that. Mm. And that way, they're not going to promote your stuff as much as they normally would. So no links, no promotion, that kind of stuff. You always want to put links inside the comment section. That's like one of the things they can do organically to get more attention. The other thing is um, the algorithm being able to count on you, like a friend. If the algorithm can predict the pattern of you posting and say, hey, every single um, week, um, Chris, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, posts something, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, He's just taking off. But Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, he's posting something on Facebook, right? The Facebook algorithm can kind of predict exactly what time and what day he's going to post. Around those times, he's going to give you more reach than on other times because the algorithm is your friend and you're not confused. If you just post randomly, the algorithm is going to be confused. They're not going to know exactly when to give you um, extra reach and when not to give you extra reach. So that's another thing that you want to do. 
And the last thing you want to do when it comes to organic stuff, so number one, be consistent. And number two, don't piss the algorithm off. Don't try to take people outside of the platform, keep everybody on the same platform. The other thing is um, social proof. Not just for people that see the post, but also for the algorithm. Um, a lot of times we think of the algorithm as a code or a robot, which is true, it is. Um, but algorithm is affected by social proof as much as us humans are. Meaning, if you saw a post with 500 comments on it, you would probably say the guy that posted it has got some sort of social proof, right? The algorithm thinks exactly the same way. When the algorithm says that guy has got 500 comments on it and a thousand likes or whatever it is, whatever the numbers are, algorithm is going to think this guy's post is actually engaging. This guy's post is actually pretty damn good. That way, he's going to promote your stuff more often. So when it comes to you posting stuff on, online, don't always post something that's educational. Because when you post educational things that is actually helping other people learn something, um, they actually, they're so busy learning from you that they don't engage with you other, other, um, other than if you ask them to kind of comment or do comment stuff, that kind of stuff. So always have call to actions to, to ask people to engage with you in the middle of your videos, at the beginning of it, towards the end. It doesn't always have to be at the end, etc. But if you're always teaching something to people, people are so busy learning from you um, that the algorithm no longer sees you as the popular kid that should promote um, your stuff. So you want to mix up your um, post where you would post a couple of things that are designed to get comments from other people. So let me see if I can share my own Facebook right now. Um, just give me a couple of seconds because I wasn't planning to do this, but hey, here we are. Um, and I'm going to show you a couple of mistakes that I made myself and you would see the effect that it has on it right now. So let me share my screen with you. Give me one second. There we go. So here's my, here's my Facebook group right now. If you scroll down, you would see, I have a video in here that's teaching you something. It was an interview with um, another amazing dude. It's got one comment, 42 views. Ridiculous, it's horrible, right? If you scroll down, that's me teaching something in another video. It's got 48 views and one comment. Ridiculous about that. These are horrible engagements, right? Mm -hmm. Another one. This one, um, eight comments, one share, 91 views. Kind of better, but still not that great. If you scroll down, five comments, 95 views, so the views are higher than the recent videos. But as, as you can see, what I've done is videos, teaching, 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 teaching. Yeah. Things are not working that great. But mm -hmm. if I scroll down a few posts, can you see this one? This one has zero value to add to your life. I'm saying badly explain your profession um, in the comments below. It's something fun for people to do. And I, I got 42 comments, which is not that much, but still more than one comment that I get on a normal normal post, right? Now, here's what I want you to focus on. I posted an engagement comment thing in here that's designed to get people to comment. I got 42 comments. The algorithm saw that my stuff is actually popular. It's cool. The next time I shared the video, I got 14 comments, one share, and 91 views. But if you scroll back up where I haven't done engagement and it's always been teaching, 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 now I'm getting 42 views and one comment and zero shares. You can literally see the effect of you having social proof on your profile versus you not having social proof. So you can see where I made a mistake and where I haven't made a mistake. So what you want to do is always alternate between um, engagement posts where it's designed to get people to either like, share, or comment on your post. So the algorithm sees that, hey, your stuff is super cool. You should push it to other people. 
And once you do, you've done an engagement post, then do, do a teaching post, a valuable post, something that people can actually learn something from. And that way, more people are going to see that one particular post. Again, I'm going into way too much detail that I normally do, but I'm doing this because I want you guys to actually have something tactical to actually implement and get some sort of results out of it. Um, so that's what you want to do for the organic side. And hey, if you have the mindset of organic is, is taking too, it's too slow, it's taking too much work, or, or it's hard to be consistent, then hey, get a 9 to job, have some extra cash, and go with ads. Because with ads, you create the video once, you don't have to play nice with the algorithm, you can break all the rules that I just told you, and it still do fantastically well because you paying for the attention. So you either kind of suck it up and do the work to get the attention for free, or you get a 9 to 5 job to get some extra cash at the beginning and pay for the ads and let the ads give you the attention. Or you can get a couple of clients instead of taking that money and buying something nice for yourself, invest into ads, and get more clients out of it. So, um, for, for those of you that are saying, hey, this organic thing is too hard, to come, too complicated, fair enough. Go do ads. You have the options out there. It's completely up to you. Wow, I'm, I'm blown. My mind is blown with, uh, <laughs> with looking at this because I'm an engineer and I'm looking, talking about when you're talking about structures and I'm looking at this as like a IP packet of data coming in where you have engagement posts, then you have a, a teaching post and then maybe you might have like a, another, maybe a fun post and then you kind of mm -hmm. alternate these things kind of going on. And with that, it kind of changes so many different things and how people perceive value and how you, how people uh, want, because when you kind of look at it, people have the attention span of a goldfish. <laughs> yeah, um, the one thing I wanted to ask you is you have a lot of knowledge and wisdom and based on your experiences in life, I want to ask you right now, if you can go back, if you can look back at saying you can go back to your when you were 20 years old, what would you tell yourself based on your knowledge that you have gained right now? That's a that's a loaded question, dude. Um, right. I would I would just say one thing that I've had to learn the hard way, and this may add value to you guys. It may not. But again, since I'm going back to talk to me, I'm going to be selfish here and stay bet on yourself. That's something that I've always been saying to myself for the longest time, and it's something that I had to overcome at the beginning, uh, at the beginning, not the beginning of when I was born, but you know, when I was younger, I would have such lack of confidence in myself and my ability that I would rather trust somebody else with my life than I would trust myself with my own life, right? I would literally trust somebody else with my life and my you know, family's life, and I would try to do something with it, right? So that's how, how much I didn't believe in myself. And when you don't believe in yourself, and when you rather bet on other people to get the job done rather than yourself, um, you don't get far. You don't get that far, at least. At least that was my experience. So if I could just change one thing in myself, in my life, sooner rather than later, that would get me much better results, it would be, betting on myself, being able to wake up every single morning and no matter what the problems are, no matter what, what the struggle is, um, being able to look myself in the mirror and say, you know what, I got this. Like, if, if there was anybody in this world that could potentially solve this problem, it would be me. Now, I get it, 
it's hard to get to that place. It's hard to, to have that level of confidence. But one step at a time. Maybe first day or first month or first year, you go from not trusting yourself and not betting on yourself to maybe trusting yourself and betting on yourself on small stuff. Maybe it's just the basic decisions. It's like I used to be the guy that, that would ask everybody's opinion to get something done. If I wanted to have a background or get a light to do something in design, I would get everybody else's opinion. And the one that got the most vote, I would go with that rather than what I wanted. Because I didn't think my opinion was, was important, right? I didn't bet on myself. I would have bet on other people. Maybe that's something you start betting on yourself with. Just small steps, small decisions. And later on, when it comes to bigger decisions, you would have the, the, the courage to bet on yourself with the bigger decisions as well, rather than um, just a small decision. So, yeah, I could like I could literally give you thousands of different systems, structures, things to to change your coaching business. But if I just give give you this one thing that is betting on yourself, that would just change your entire life, not just your coaching business. So that's what we tell myself: just bet on yourself. Awesome, beautiful. No, I absolutely love it. I do have one quick question before we end our show here. Just going back to organic marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of coaches who aren't betting on themselves yet, who don't have authority, uh, or ha- don't, haven't shown enough proof yet of being authority in their business. How can somebody go about doing that organically? Do you, do you recommend going live consistently and sharing something about your business or about a topic, a mini mm-hmm. workshop? What, what, what do you use as a strategy working with your clients? Right. People, people tend to overcomplicate how to build authority. Like, building authority is actually not that hard. Doing it is, it's, it's easy. Sorry, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. That's sure. the key. It's simple, but it's not easy. And, and the reality is that if you want to become an authority on a particular topic, you just, so author comes from, sorry, authority comes from author. Meaning, if you're just the author about a topic, your authority on that topic, right? Mm. So if you just publish stuff online, whether it's a video, written, could be interviews, could be somebody else's stuff, but you publishing it, of course, you have to give credit, don't ever take credit for other people's work. Um, but mm. you just publishing things about a certain topic, that gives you authority. Now, the problem here is, if you just go live and talk about it on a video or keep posting videos on different things online, um, maybe me, let's say I'm your potential customer, maybe I see one of those videos, but I don't see enough of them to see you as authority. That's the main problem. Anybody can publish the videos online to, and say, hey, now I'm an authority. But are other people looking at you as authority or not? Sure. And that depends on how many times they've seen you talk about this topic and how many times you actually solve the problem they had around this topic, right? So that's where the value of your videos, the value of your content comes in, the the consistency of it comes in as well. And the other part of it is having a structure where people can easily see your stuff over and over and over to see as authority. One of the best ways to do that is create a Facebook group. Just create a Facebook group and everything, if somebody comes to your wall, if you are the first, like if this is the first time you ever see me, and you get into my Facebook group, you're gonna see me over and over and over and over where I'm teaching you something, right? It's in a controlled environment 
where you see me teaching you about coaching all the time, over and over and over. Maybe in the first video, you don't see me as authority yet, but I, I did a good enough job to catch attention. Then watch the second video, and the third video, and the fourth video. And before you know it, anytime you're thinking about your coaching business, you're thinking of me rather than somebody else. Why? Because I designed the experience in a way that you have to watch this video and that video and that video and that video, and whether you want it or not, it's going to pop in front of you. That's number one. So having a, an, an experience for the people where they see you over and over and over talking about a particular topic. Once you have that system, the other thing you got to do is not drop the ball, mm -hmm. which is, okay, you have the systems, now it's time for you to become consistent. Now it's time for you to go live, share the video, don't hold back, don't be shy. A lot of times we're not consistent because we're always thinking of us. What other people think about us, us trying to be perfectionist with, with, with our videos, with the things that we're publishing, us trying to be, you know, you being perfect on the videos, you trying to be perfect every every single time you go live. That's our, you know, that that's your opinion. What you think is perfect, somebody else might say, oh, that 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 was a piece of crap. Like, yeah. It has zero value. And something that has zero value to you might actually save somebody else's life. So don't ever try to put your own perfection on your content and limit your own reach. Be consistent, go live. Sometimes you screw it up, sometimes you don't. Just keep posting, keep being consistent. So number one, build a system where people are going to see you over and over and over, whether it's an email list, whether it's a Facebook group, whether it's a really active following on social media, like Instagram, LinkedIn, other places. That's kind of hard to do. Facebook group thing and email list is much easier to, to control than who follows you on social media. Always be consistent because just, just think about somebody that you see as an authority in any topic. I promise you, they're showing up every single day. Whether you see them or not, they're showing up every single day. And if you really wanted to follow them, there is not a moment in time you wouldn't be able to go to the profile or to the Facebook group or to, to the stories or somewhere and you would see something from them. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's their ads popping up all, all, everywhere. Sometimes it's their organic stuff popping up everywhere. So you gotta be everywhere. You gotta be omnipresent and that comes with consistency. So build a structure, build the system first, so they can see you over and over and over. Number two, don't drop the ball, be consistent. No, I, I absolutely love it. Thank you for sharing that with us today. You have provided such amazing value and, and gold nuggets throughout this entire episode. And we greatly appreciate that. Chris and Fred, I mean, let's get some final thoughts on this. Chris, why don't you go ahead and share? Uh, so I just want to say this first. Uh, thank you for having the integrity to tell us the truth. Like, I, I, I'll be honest, you didn't sugarcoat anything. Like, you didn't, and you showed us <laughs> both sides. Like, you're like, well, there's another side, and there's also another side, and there's also this side. So it's not black and white, you know? And I love that because a lot of people are so black and white, and I feel like that's the perfectionism that they get into their products. And they're just like, no, it has to be this way. I love how you're fluid. I love how you're integrous. And, and honestly, dude, your freaking clients must freaking love you because of the delivery. You actually help your freaking clients. This is freaking awesome. And, and, and the fact of the matter is that you were able to tell that one client, which was your first, like you, you said that there were your, you were their first coaching experience for them. Yeah. You know, like that, if you were able to tell like, Hey bro, like the fact that, you know, you're with me now means that you can have less baggage, bro. Like he probably, he probably doesn't understand that fully yet. And you were able to like, you know, shepherd him through that. So man, thank you for being an extraordinary being, dude. That, that's just freaking awesome. Thanks so much. Dude, thanks so much. I'll, um, I'm usually not great at taking compliments, but I take them anytime they come across. So dude, thanks so much. You're awesome. Thank you.
I definitely want to say it's about uh, being vulnerable because when you were talking about your younger Mm -hmm. version of when you were 20 years old, I Mm -hmm. pictured myself as being that guy, being having to ask everybody's opinion and to help formulate my answer rather than me just saying, this is the path I'm going to go because I looked at everybody else as being the authoritarian figure or the, they have wisdom, they had guidance, whatever it might have been, and said in me walking in my own shoes because they're not in my own shoes. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's a it's a pleasure. It's sometimes hard for people to, to be vulnerable and just share. But you got to realize the other person that is listening to you is a human too. And they probably have experienced something similar to you. So um, instead of being selfish and holding your you know, shortcomings back, why don't you share them? And you might actually inspire somebody. Who knows? I, I absolutely love it. Now, we're, gonna, we're still going to stay on the topic of sharing. So why don't you share how people can get a hold of you if they want to get some coaching from you or learn? Yeah, for sure. Um, so instead of me trying to get you on a phone call and try to sell the hell out of you and try to turn <laughs> into my clients, how about I actually over-deliver and give you a couple of cool trainings? Um, so I was actually thinking about this. I was like, how can I help these people the best way? Like the people that are listening, what can I do that would actually give them some sort of results? I was like, well, I've got to give them this training that's going to help them with that track problem. Like, let me actually share share with you guys in here, if you don't mind. Um, wow. So when it comes to your coaching business, here's what you got to do no matter what level you're at, right? You you got the deliver like, what, what I want from my coaching business, I don't know about you, but this might be as well. What I want from my coaching business and what I want for all of my clients is that we want three things. First one is more income. Dude, mm-hmm. I get it. We coaches, we get into this business to help other people. But the reality is that if you can't pay the bills, you can't pay, you can't help other people. So first thing we want to take care of is you financially. So first thing we want is more money. Second thing we want is why we got into the, to this business which is the impact side, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be human. It's the clients that help them. It's the, it's the change you, you help make in their life, right? And the third thing we want more of is freedom on your time. You're just choosing what you do, when you do, with whom you do, at, at what level you do it, and not having the restraints of, hey, if I kind of take off from work, or if I do this, or if I do that, um, I'm going to get punished for it, right? So we want more income, more impact, and more freedom. Those three things, that's what I want from my clients. It might be for you as well. If that is what you want, then you gotta only focus on four areas. That's it, four areas. First one is attract. It's your ability to get attention and to get leads, which is what pe- people think they need most. Mm-hmm. But after that, you gotta be able to convert because now leads are here. Now what? How do you turn the attention into the paying clients? That's a convert, uh, convert section. Then you have the deliver section. Dude, deliver side is the most important part where you actually get results for the clients. And you want to do it in a way that instead of doing one-to-one and the more clients you get, the less freedom you have, you want to be able to build a system where the more clients you get, actually the more freedom you have and the more the more results they're going to get. Mm-hmm. So you want the results and the freedom to go high the more clients you get, not the opposite way, right? And then once you have that track comment on the deliver side, you're probably doing ridiculously well in the in the financial side and the impact side. But one thing you're not going to do well is the freedom of time. It's, it's probably one of the reasons why you 
become a coach, to, to work from home, or to work from anywhere in the world that you want to work from. To do that, you need the skills section, which is you know adding automations and having team members and designing your model in a way that's fluidly flexible, so you can change anything at any given time without breaking down. <laughs> now, um, I was thinking, I was like, okay, so they need this training for the attract section, they need this one for the convert, they need the different, need the other, and we call it the hybrid delivery model. For the delivery section, they, they need a bunch of trainings for the skill section. How the hell am I going to give them all of this without sending them to like 10 different locations to sign up for? Um, so I thought, hey, why not just put everything inside a Facebook group so they can just join one place and get everything in one go? So um, if you guys join the High Income Coaches Facebook group, just search High Income Coaches, or I can give the link. You guys put it wherever you think is Yeah, Yeah, that'd be great. Should I still um, like yeah, so you can just join the High Income Coaches Facebook group um, and for pretty much every single area of the coaching events, we have a training. Um, and once you get in, I'll actually tag you guys on different sections. And if you send me a direct message saying, hey, I'm coming from this guy's show um, and say that, you know, you, you listen to this, you come in to get the training, I will give you a couple of more bonus trainings and I might even give you a one-to-one -one session if I have the time just to help you guys as much as I possibly can. Um, but yeah, join the Facebook group. You get all the fun, all the trainings you could possibly have um, or need to get some sort of results out of this. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. So if you, if you're listening, if you go to I mean high income coaching Facebook group, sign yeah, up. You can have, I'm sorry, what was that again? High income coaches. High, yeah, high income coaches. <laughs> yeah, high income coaches. Let me actually show it to you on the thing. Um, so right, right now, we have the Christmassy theme to it. Um, by the time you guys probably going to see it, it's not going to look as Christmassy as right now. So it looks like this. Santa Omi is on the cover right there. Um, so you can just join the group right here. It's a new group. Um, you only have like 313 people at a time right now. But by the time you guys join, there's probably going to be more people inside. Um, so it's a, yeah, it's a new group. The only reason I created this group was to be able to over-deliver in a way that people can have everything in one place because I had so many people sending messages saying, hey, I have this problem. Do you have a video for it? Or do you, do you have like an answer for it? And I'm like, yeah, let me go find it. And I had to like spend five or 10 minutes trying to find like different, you know, videos and give them a link. It was a pain in the backside. I was like, why not just create a Facebook group, put everything in there and keep updating it, keep adding things stuff um, to make it one of the most, you know, useful stuff in the, in the Facebook group, um, group, I guess. So yeah, that's where you can go. That's where you can find more stuff. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Remember, let him know that you heard this on the Extraordinary Vegan Movement podcast. Mm -hmm. He's going to throw in a couple bonuses here and there. So make sure you let him know that you heard you signed up through our podcast show, so he knows that you know you were listening to all his wisdom nuggets of information and takeaways that you can implement in your business today. Join this Facebook group. This man is absolutely extraordinary. And the direction that he's going, the momentum he's moving his clients is absolutely amazing. And that's why we brought him on the show because he is somebody that can really add value, not only to your life, but also to your business. So make sure that you reach out to him, join his Facebook group, you know, look at his programs. There is something there for everybody if you're looking to grow your coaching business and so much more. This is Linda Carmine, your host and coach with the Extraordinary Being Movement. Make sure that you check out this episode along with a whole bunch of other episodes. 
and our YouTube channel and everything else that we have on our website at theextraordinarybeingmovement.com. We're updating it daily with new coaches and collaborations and partnerships. So we are excited to keep growing and giving you more value because that's what business is about. Value, consistency, and having systems put in place. And that's what we learned today. Chris and Fred, it's time to say our goodbyes. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, just goodbye, everybody. Be safe. And if you're in London right now, um, be safe. Don't, don't, don't worry. It's, it's, it's going to end soon. It'll be over. I promise. You guys are going to make it. <laughs> that's right. Fred Martinez. Goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> Time to say goodbye. Right, I told you, don't quit your day job. No singing for you anymore. Get the heck off our show. Everybody have a great night. To your success, we'll talk to you soon. Bye now.